1: I don't think it's impossible that I might use ten between now and the international break.
0: The fantasy Football show. Hello everybody, welcome to Planet Sky FF, the world where everything revolves around fifty thousand pounds. My name's Ach-
1: my name is James.
0: Welcome back to the show, sir. Welcome thank, back to the show. Thank you.
1: Thank you, boss. May I give a, a big personal shout out and thanks for Gary Robinson for standing in at two and a half minutes' notice last week? <laughs> uh, he did a very Approximately, good job. Ultimately, yeah, it was game
0: uh, a, a bit rushed because that's when obviously you weren't at your peak at all. At my um, peak,
1: I thought I was going to die.
0: <laughs> I'll be honest with you, like, I was, um, I'm more engaged with Sky than I am with FPL for sure, even though I'm still not doing very well this year. Yet, I'm more worried about the Sky pod than I was about the FPL pod. I feel like FPL, you're generally working week to week with one or two decisions that you're making. And you might have a strategy of four or five weeks out, but the most number of decisions in your head is like a handful, really. Whereas with Sky, you could be juggling daisy chains, you've got Fixture swings coming up. You've got new announcements of fixtures. There's so much more going on, plus obviously tier points and this, that and the other. I was more worried about doing the Sky pod without you than the FPL pod, um, even though I, I enjoy playing Sky more. Um, having said that, you know, it was a rubbish week, mate. <laughs> it's, it's,
1: the, it's the planning brain. You're like, oh, shit, we're going to be all right without the planning brain. At least you didn't have an April TV fixtures drop just in time last week, which we've uh, been fortunate with on on this occasion. It's very true. And I haven't had a chance
0: since they dropped to have a look at them. So I'm looking forward to to some insight. Um, I'm going to be honest with you, James. And um, I'm setting my own milestones, but my season is pretty much done. I'm at 6,255. So I've fallen back. The last three to four weeks of no Arsenal has been um there's a scene in james bond um the the poker one with daniel craig where the guy's sitting on the chair and he's got that thing and he swings it to smack him in the balls or whatever that form of torture is that's what not owning Arsenal players in Sky has felt like for the last three weeks.
1: Yeah I mean I've weeks. only had Saliba so I mean
0: you've it, you've managed to get around it with the likes of Pascal Gross has actually kind of I wouldn't say matched bit. him but he's covered it off even like Van Heck's been so good for me. Lewis Dunks popped up with a couple of goals in the last few as well, which kind of counteracts that a little bit. Um, I feel like you've you've maybe missed a couple of the big ones, but still got away with it because of other players that you've had.
1: No, uh, this oh, will be okay. this will be me saying for the first time that I can't finish first now. The the oh, the dream
0: mate.
1: the dream is over. I think I can I can still have a good finish, but
0: how many points this week then?
1: Seventy eight. Um okay,
0: still
1: I'd, decent. I've only got 60. I'd obviously had a a, a real jump after that added by O hat trick, mm. which had edged me into the top two hundred. I'm back down to four I'm in the 49th, mate. And that's primarily on um I don't even necessarily want to say wrong decisions, but I've I've not hit the captaincies, um the transfers that I've made recently. Branthwaite last Monday admittedly scored at the weekend. So yeah, a bit... I was gonna
0: say it kind of counteracted.
1: A little bit, but I'd have preferred the 14 points against Palace rather than the nine points at the weekend. Um, but I think properly killed off with Sunday and and Monday. And I know not that many had Jared Bowen. Um, but uh, enough, enough to, I think, kill off because I think you, you needed that, right? He went into well, a, fir- a third of teams. own
0: on the night, he was probably the standout go to, right? Some may have wanted to go to Tony, but he's got tough fixtures after that. To know a lot of um, the guys
1: were saying um, on our Slack before the game that that Tony was was the one they really wanted, and ironically, a few ended up with Bowen because they knew I'd spoken about this previously that Tony was going to block off Solanke, Holland, well, Watkins it, right? as yeah. a front yeah. three. Well, that's,
0: that's your front three in any format of fantasy that you want, and you've only got three striker slots, which is why I thought Bowen was the. Stand out for for a lot of people, and then people like you and me who own Neriola or whatever just it, kind of it literally, stomach it. But twenty three points.
1: beautiful. This, this is why beautiful. obviously the captaincy is so important in this game, right? So if you remember on overhaul with with Jared Bowen, um, he was doubtful going into the Sheffield United game, which was the second weekend of the split after mm. overhaul. So most of us didn't didn't go down. I ended up with Areola, for example, who hasn't kept a clean sheet since. Bowen's returns prior to Brentford, two, one, two, 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 nine two, two. Nine points across five. But if you captained him Monday, you can add forty six to that. And then suddenly you're so looking outrageous. at you're looking at fifty five, rather over than six. averaging at less than two yeah. points per game, he's now no, on fifty five points of six, from six and he's over game. nine per game. Yeah.
0: It's incredible. So if you incredible. hit it, it's so yeah. big, isn't it? Yeah, massive. Massive. I, I ended up with 60 points. Ariola, like you, doubled up on the Monday. I, my only defender that played was Van Heck, Romero and Van Dijk didn't have a fixture. Palmer didn't have a fixture. De Bruyne out of Pep's Choice didn't have a fixture. Uh, Rodri Foden did okay. Haaland, Captain and Watkins. But uh, obviously Haaland, Captain. Foden and Watkins outscored him. And I I sold Jota for Huang on Sunday. Again, no returns there.
1: Went Huang, yeah.
0: Um, mm.
1: I actually left Brantwaite in. Um, I sold KDB instead. The reason I sold KDB wasn't, uh, oh, I want to keep Brantwaite. It was making sure I had the right path for Solanke on Sunday. And I knew if I sold Brantwaite, the ideal move for me on Sunday would have been Van Dijk to Solanke, which I wouldn't have been able to do because they'd only have two defenders. So that's why I decided to take take KDB out, because I think they'll play against Manchester United on Sunday, so it was never a one-and-move. But the irony around that, of course, full circle, is everyone was going to go and buy Dominic Solanke on Sunday, and right now we don't know if we are or we're not, Mm -hmm. because he obviously missed the game against Leicester last night, um, and he's having an MRI scan on a knee injury. Iriola did say after the game last night that he hoped he'd he'd be able to play at the weekend. Obviously, one benefit is, look, we'll we'll obviously see the team on on Sunday, but alternative plans potentially need to be made. I am fairly certain where he picked up that injury as well was actually right at the end of the first half against City on Saturday, where he had a tussle, I think, with Kovacic, and he overstretched, and he kind of jolted himself in the ground a bit. He obviously carried on and played the rest of the game, but sometimes adrenaline and then when you stop and swelling starts and all that sort of thing. So he could end up being out for this brilliant period and he was he was gonna get bought by everybody, I think, in in this format and other fantasy formats as well. So Yeah, we need, we need to um, consider alternatives.
0: I don't wish injury on any player, but I'm I'm kind of glad. I know what because you're it saying. means everyone's got to do something different and saying, mix yeah. it up a little bit and uh, it adds a little bit more variety into the game. So, yeah, I'm fa- fairly um, happy. It'll be interesting to see how, how it plays out now. So um, let's talk about uh, your plans for the upcoming weeks. We've now got the April TV fixtures. Um, I'm about to open your Half, half of them. Half of them. As we, I love that as we, you've not even looked at this yet. Great. As we alluded to the fact that they would possibly release them in stages anyway, which they do. Um, but, yeah, they came out yesterday, mate. So, you know, uh, not had a chance yet. Tell me, what have we learnt?
1: Uh, well, here's the that headline. West Ham
0: are continuing to play at 2pm on Sundays.
1: Um, no. No. Uh, you might do for one of the games, um, but the other for two the... you won't. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's the headline on this for the April fixtures, and we've got the first three match weeks. So that's the, the mid. We obviously already had the, the first weekend after the international break. We've now got the midweek after and the two weekends after that taking us up to Monday the 15th of April. The headline on April and that first weekend back now is I think we've got requirement for four teams only across all four of those weekends. Those four teams are Tottenham, Chelsea, Liverpool and Manchester City. That's not to say you should have 11 players from those four teams, but that is, in my opinion, the only requirements. I think in terms of alternatives to captaincy from those four teams over the four match weeks would only be Tuesday the 2nd. You could have a debate, not Tottenham. And you might want to look at West Ham, Newcastle War Wolves as alternatives we'll touch on. And I think the next night, Uh, Wednesday the 3rd, City have Villa at home, Arsenal have Luton at home. So a little bit of a debate. Otherwise, City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Tottenham will basically cover you captaincy through all of that opening period that we've got. Then it will flip again, right? Because there's a possibility on the next weekend afterwards, it's possible that none of those teams play that weekend
0: because because
1: of the FA Cup semi-finals. And... Other than Chelsea against Newcastle on Monday the 11th of March, after Sunday, we don't actually have any requirement, arguably, for City, Liverpool, Chelsea. For Tottenham, we will. I think probably Tottenham against Fulham assets. Saturday the 16th will obviously be popular. There's an obvious entry point against Villa the Sunday before. These April TV fixtures have have fallen as follows. So, Tuesday, April the 2nd. Mm -hmm. I remember these midweek fixtures. We see the teams for all of all of the games, but it is staggered 7.30 and 8.15 p.m. kickoffs. So it'll be 7.30 deadlines every night. Tuesday, the second Tottenham go to West Ham. That's an 8.15 kickoff. The alternatives for captaincy that night, I think. Newcastle at home to Everton or Wolves at Burnley if you've hung on to your Huang or your Neto and you, oh shit, I really want to make up my points. And do you know what? If Wolves lose tonight against Bournemouth, um, sorry, against Brighton in the cup and play Bournemouth on FA Cup court final weekend, there is a case to be holding up to that Burnley game. I think Um, that might not feel in quite the same. If obviously Wolves win this evening, they are marginal favorites in that tie against Brighton tonight. So Tuesday the or second. Not.
0: Because he's out at home.
1: Yeah, marginal favourites. Matoma yeah. we think's out for the season. The
0: season I heard, yeah. Yeah. That think... West Ham Tottenham game uh on the second. I'm leaving the country on the fourth to go to Portugal over Easter. I might need to leave early, mate. I might see if I can get out of the country on the second. I hate it being here on that day. Ugh.
1: You know know where I'll be. Or I'll be in
0: Portugal wearing my colours with pride every single day. So why are you still wearing your West Ham shirt?
1: I'll be at Westfield Shopping Centre that evening. Are you going? Are you? Of course I will. I booked train tickets to Newcastle this morning for a couple of weekends afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Because I love the punishment, as you all know. Uh, So that evening, Tuesday the second, is quite open. Wednesday the third, as I said. City at home to Villa. Arsenal at home to Luton. Brighton are at Brentford. On Wednesday the 3rd of April. So it's got I mean, to be that, that's surely. That's a rare occasion where it's a City home game and there's a debate to be had whether you want to go something else, possibly, but still, robot be hard to argue against. Thursday the 4th is clear as day. Liverpool and the Sheffield United. The other game is Chelsea against Manchester United at Stanford Bridge, but it's a Liverpool player. And let's be honest, it's the Thursday night. So if you don't have anything, You'll see the team. You'll buy what you want that night, but it will probably mm. be Mo, won't it?
0: If the uh Liverpool Everton game doesn't happen in um, in the quarterfinal weekend of the FA Cup, are you quite comfortable coming off Liverpool, skipping the City and Brighton games, and then coming back to them for Sheffield United? Because that would uh, be
1: not necessarily the Brighton game, no. Because Ars- think...
0: Arsenal will give you a five for two on that. Um. If the Chelsea game happens. Sorry. Yeah,
1: it's all ifs, buts, and maybe's. And then one of them so Arsenal much it's probably a four right? for two. And one of them Arsenal games is Manchester City away as well, isn't it? So yeah. How much of a gain is that? There'll be lots of other teams with bigger games, Tottenham, Villa, West Ham, for example.
0: Ah, Bournemouth, Sheffield United at home, Luton at home, Everton at home, Palace at home. Like four home fixtures. And then Luton away. Period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is
1: why Solanke was a certainty.
0: Yeah. Um, because th- those
1: seven fixtures are great, you could barely ask for better than that over a seven game period. Where's
0: Kiefer Moore when you need him? They've loaned him out, haven't they? Or they yeah, sold they him went or to Ipswich, they? On,
1: on loan. And the new guy they've bought, Unes Emel, who played up front last night, he may also have an injury. Oh, by the way, as well. So we might suddenly be looking at um, 6.6 million midfielder Antoine Semenyo OOP up front, which could be an interesting one when the teams drop on Sunday, maybe to go into. Um, where was I? Thursday the 4th, Liverpool, certainty. I would probably go back for something such the Sunday before when they play Brighton.
0: Right.
1: Because I'd probably favour captain a Liverpool player rather than a City or Arsenal player playing each other. So I probably would go one earlier. But I've just got Van yeah, Dijk. and
0: it's at Anfield, which is fortress at the moment. I've, so, just, I've I mean, just got
1: Van Dyke and already, he's going this week. So mm-hmm. there's too much going on in between. The one game I'm going to miss is Manchester City at home. As well, mm-hmm. so Liverpool assets for me are a, a sell this weekend. Um, the following weekend, Saturday the sixth, we have seven games. The early kickoff is Manchester City away to Crystal Palace. So seeing the City team there, I think is probably enough. Arsenal were at Brighton. That's the evening kickoff that day. Uh, Villa at home to Brentford as another possible alternative. Um, but yeah, I think seeing the City team away to Palace is enough to say it will be a City player that day. Sunday the seventh. Um it's an it'll be an earlier deadline that day, one thirty PM Um Sheffield United against Chelsea, which is not a TV selection game. That's moved. Is that because the so-
0: they've made United Liverpool an earlier kickoff? Yeah, as well. police have okay. said
1: three thirty kickoff, yeah. So Okay, understood. That's why that's earlier. And obviously bear in mind as well, deadline this coming Sunday is earlier as well. It's one o'clock this Sunday right. for Burnley against uh Bournemouth. So Sunday the 7th, uh, you've got Manchester United against Liverpool, Chelsea at Sheffield United, Carl Palmer, move on, I think.
0: Agreed, um, yeah.
1: Monday the 8th, single game day, Tottenham at home to Nottingham Forest. So Tottenham's going to be, you're definitely going to want some Tottenham from, I think, Aston Villa away next Sunday to carry you through. Then there's a case where you can come off for a couple of games and then go back again or obviously hold through, but it'll obviously be a Tottenham player that night. Saturday the 13th, we have a number of choices. Um, Manchester City are at home to Luton. Arsenal and Aston Villa is currently scheduled for the 5.30pm kickoff. That could move, I'll come back on to that. Newcastle and Tottenham is the 1230 kickoff. kick Brentford are at Sheffield United, for those who perhaps hold Tony a little bit longer. But the way it's going at the moment the chances are we will have a very good indication of if a Holland is going to play against Luton that day because of what's happening prior to the FPL deadlines. It's every reason to think we'll know, right? So I think City at home to Luton, Saturday the 13th. Sunday the 14th, there are two games scheduled at the moment. Those games are Manchester United away to Bournemouth, Liverpool at home to Crystal Palace. Uh, Liverpool Palace is the Sunday 2 o'clock kickoff. So you get to see the Liverpool team. He's going to be a Liverpool player. And then you've also got single game day Monday the 15th of April. Chelsea against Everton. Cole Palmer again, I think. So there's a couple of Palmer captaincies in there. And to be honest, the first day back after the March international break, they've got Burnley at home on that Saturday. And I think you could make a strong case for Palmer for that at home to Burnley, against, say, perhaps a Tottenham player at home to Luton, um, with City-Arsenal-Liverpool playing on a Sunday. Uh, Ollie Watkins has got Wolves at home. but I think that would probably be Palmer or a Tottenham player on that first day back after the international break. Yeah, what, That's what do I said. you
0: fancy uh, Romero passing tears in that game? Luton are an aggressive pressing well, team. The, so...
1: the, the passing tears against Luton have, have gone massively off the boil. I see Haaland was in bad form last night, by the way.
0: I've, I've... <laughs> People have been giving him stick. Uh, he's he's so out of form. Oh, okay, man, wait. Um, we digress sometimes on this podcast, don't we? <laughs> oh, I was. Uh, I just got into bed uh, just after ten, and uh, I don't talk to my wife about football at all, James. Oh, I right? don't talk she to my care. wife at all. <laughs> nah. Well, so I uh, oh looked at my phone, looked at the scores. I said, oh, Holland scored five tonight. Then she turns around and she goes, oh, that's nice. Is that West Ham? I was like, in my dreams, love, oh, in my babe. absolute <laughs> dreams.
1: <laughs> you know, KDB assisted the first four as well. Well, that's it. The first six yeah.
0: goals, one goal scorer, one assister. Yeah. Ross Barkley that's, assisted that's incredible for Jordan Clark. as incredible well. Incredible yeah. stat. Six goals, just one, two goal scorers, same goal scorer, same assister for both teams. My, um, but uh, my dreams did include Erling Haaland in a West Ham shirt.
1: Uh, yeah, dream on, pal. <laughs> um, like your dreams, they fade and die, may I suggest. It's, I woke now, up in sweat. No, I, yeah. I think... I mean, that's a few weeks away. We don't have to decide that now. But I think no Palmer at home to Burnley. So I think Palmer would have four captaincies out of six, starting with the Newcastle home game on Monday the 11th. So for me, even though, yeah. as it stands, they wouldn't play Arsenal on Saturday the 16th, and you're not that fussed about that anyway...
0: That his be... price point is... That's why I've left him in. You'd have, to you'd, have to get him,
1: you'd have to get him back on Monday the 11th for his price point, and then he's there ready for the Burnley game, which it's not yeah. an entry point, right? So
0: I mean, with the blank, it was he was a potential make-weight for Huang for me, but I decided, look, Jota's out definitely, whereas Palmer might still be useful to me a bit further down the road. So left Palmer in there. I can't see myself selling him now, um, particularly with that single game day um, that I need him for, and that's what he was there for, really. Um It wouldn't surprise me as well if that Arsenal game's on, you know. There's something in my bones that makes me feel like... I wouldn't um, be
1: surprised if Everton Liverpool's on either. Yeah, there's
0: just something Um, in my bones that makes me feel like we've got a couple more fixtures to be added for that week. Which, that
1: that might change a few plans as well, particularly if Liverpool get beat tonight. I mean, they're going to play a very weakened team against Southampton who admittedly have gone off the boil very recently. But obviously, if if it's Liverpool win tonight, then we now know that West Ham Villa will be a single game day, Sunday the Mm -hmm. 17th. Of March, if not, then obviously Everton Liverpool will be that day as well. You will see the team lineup for all four teams that day as well because Brighton City was meant to be the four thirty. That's obviously now off after City's win last night. Um, we've obviously also lost Crystal Palace and Newcastle from that weekend as well. Which, yeah, I, I think it's definitely go back to, um, Palmer Monday the eleventh of March. That said, on Newcastle, one interesting thing about them. Is that's your only entry point their first four fixtures after the March international break are always first and mm-hmm. as I've said on some of the FPL pods their running is pretty good and those four fixtures are West Ham at home Everton at home Fulham away and Tottenham at home so I know they're out of quite a bit of form at the moment but it's not impossible that Pope might be back by then and if he is that'll be transformative I think for them yeah, So wouldn't be the worst idea to consider a Newcastle player maybe Monday 11th as well. I think, Surge, I'm on 23 transfers left. I don't think it's impossible that I might use 10 between now and the international break over the next two weekends. I don't think it will be that high, but I don't think it's impossible. I know I, know I want to get Solanke Sunday if he's fit. It might be that I wait on Bournemouth if he's not. Neto would be under consideration. I could obviously go Ariola to Neto on Sunday. Neto's got double the bonus points of Solanke this year in Sky Fantasy. The, the, the outright of the Bournemouth bonus points by a long, long way. Um, Neil Grover, our Bournemouth correspondent, had stressed to us last week that there had been murmurs that he might lose his place. But he played all right against City at the weekend. And I don't think it's a concern in the immediate... But if he should he make a big mistake at some point, he's not a certainty. But I still think he'll be very, very popular in this. I obviously want to invest in more Arsenal on Monday night. And if Chelsea lose tonight, I've only got Saliba at the moment. It's not beyond reason that I go and buy four Arsenal on yeah, Monday I'm night. Yeah, I'm going to
0: steam in on, on Monday, mate. Steam in.
1: I think if the Ars- I I won't go that hard if the Arsenal Chelsea game doesn't happen because it's Sheffield United-Brentford and then it's a long way till they play City, where there's other teams are going to play three times in the middle, and then I can re-enter the Luton game the, the the Wednesday afterwards as well. So I don't want to go too hard because I know I need to come back off. But if the Chelsea game's on, yeah, I can see me Monday night going like Gabriel, Wyatt, Odegaard, Saka, just steaming into it. Mm. Um And then the following weekend, there's there's entry points on Sunday the 10th for West Ham, which didn't look interesting last week. But I think Jared Bowen does look interesting again. And that Sunday the 10th is kind of wide open from a captaincy perspective. He's got Burnley at home. Villa Tottenham play each other, which isn't brilliantly ideal, but you're going to want pieces of it. I think particularly of Tottenham because of the Saturday fixture against Fulham. Villa, you might want to wait the extra week. Um, because the West Ham game's on the Sunday the following week. As we said, it could be a single game day. And obviously, if I haven't gone for Solanke this week, then I'm going to definitely get something for the Luton single game day. Yeah, And obviously, at this on the Monday in between, it's get Cole Palmer back as well. So I would said for a while that I thought this period around the FA Cup quarterfinals would be the biggest in terms of the gains you can get part of that as well is the difficult fixtures right City having to play Liverpool and Arsenal over this period as well that is a case to bin all of that whatever you've got of City to Arsenal on Monday night um, it might be that I'd leave one like Holland hanging about and just go fine it, it stays it's there but yeah I, I could end up going really heavy here quite possibly. Yeah, I'll know no more after tonight you. once I can project That's it, isn't it? what it's, it's the midweek so much... will look like in the weekend mm. after and, and later April as well.
0: Yeah, agreed. Agreed, James. I'm with you on that. Um, I'm adding a complication into the next four weeks, match weeks as well. Um, being that I'm 6,245th or whatever I may be, and I haven't... Set up my second team all all season. I'm going to try and win manager of the month for March. And I know it doesn't exist anymore. I keep imaginary you thing. It's... I know it's there's no prize. I know it's my own little trophy that I'm making for myself, like your Aldi cup or whatever you lot have. But I'm going to do it anyway because fantasy needs to be fun. Um, so I'm going to be using my second team to smash through March and see if I can um, which, at least manoeuvre it in the short. Which stage do you think format. you'll
1: forget first? I'm going to go for March the 2nd.
0: Ha! No, I'm going to be set up for March the 2nd. I'm going to go with the 4th, the Monday.
1: (laughs) Can't be missing that, mate. It's ridiculous.
0: Nah, exactly. I mean, the question is, do I set up with Arsenal or do I move from players to Arsenal? But let's see. Let's talk about captaincy, James, for for this uh, last remaining weekend of March. Uh, Are you going Ollie Watkins away at Luton on Saturday?
1: Yeah, I think that's the plan. Um, don't fancy obviously, Liverpool. he's at Luton. You've got Liverpool at Forest, uh, Tottenham Assets. If you've got a home to Palace for me, it's basically Watkins versus Van Dyke. And I think just with their situation and injuries at the moment, it's Watkins at Luton. I think mean, you know, they've conceded five to Holland last night as well. And I realize six the cup game they're probably a bit more open, but yeah, I, I think mm, Watkins, six in total, wasn't it? Watkins Saturday for me, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, I'm with you. I'll probably be going Watkins as well. I do have uh Romero as well as a as a potential. So um he certainly at
1: Parsons here as nearly as Yeah, team. but
0: Palace just scored three. I mean three against Ten Man Burnley, but there's there's goals in that Palace team. So I, I think uh Ollie Watkins is a, a clear standout for um, that. A,
1: another one if, if they've still got that might be worth considering is obviously Cole Palmer at Brentford. Um who... Didn't look good. They haven't. Most of the most of the time I've watched them over the last couple of months have not looked good defensively at all. Making a lot of individual errors. Yeah. Um. Ethan Pinnock is a big miss for them as well at the moment. Mm So Palmer could be considered for those who've who've got as well.
0: I don't own anyone from Bournemouth, Burnley on the Sunday, so it's going to be out of the Manchester clubs, and I only own City, and it'll Uh, be the robot.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't captain Solanke anyway in that one, even even if he's he's available is. If he's in the team, he's getting bolt, no question. I went, oh, well, leave it because he's got a no. Sheffield United the next weekend as well. He's getting bolt definitely if he's in that team. If he's not, I have a decision to make. Like I said, Ariola to to Neto, and I'm aware that I'm not really making the the gain as such because West Ham obviously play Villa the weekend later. So it might be, i
0: start looking As it at, stands, it, you're not making a game. You could be making a game because I, uh, I, I could, Wolves could lose. Y- yes, but then it's not
1: huge. It's, what I mean is it wouldn't be like the game from, say, if Everton don't play, Bramthwaite to Senesai. is a problem because he's on eight yellows, right? Um, and I think if you go for a Bournemouth player because the fixtures after the break, you probably do want to hold it a little bit more. Um, I did have a look at the the tier points on FF stuff. So I said Neto's 42 points this season. So he's he's saved tier kind of two in every three, basically. Solanke, 21 bonus points or tier points this season. Senesai's 20. Mm. It's only one less. He's 6.9. Ilya Zabanyi, who's 6.6, 12 tier points a little bit less it's worth saying center side is it's the, the bit that makes him more he's on tackle tiers rather than passing tiers they've only got seven points between them passing tiers but there could be a few in some of these right like we've laughed every week about Sheffield United's passing numbers and stuff um even like a few of the Wolves guys hit the tier at the weekend Semenyo like I said might be one that comes back round as interesting 6.6 I wanna go into Marcus Tavernier at seven point two. It almost leaves me it almost makes me think that if Solanke's not in the team, leave it, stop, maybe come back on the Wednesday night when they play Luton and just make a decision then to have something for the night and then to carry for a few weeks afterwards. It might be like by that point Senesai's not got booked in the next two, and I think okay, this feels a little bit safer now, maybe, for example. Yeah. Um, but in terms of captaincy, yeah, Haaland, no doubt. He's got, what is it, five five goals in his three games? Or is it six goals? It's seven goals? I, I, he's got a lot
0: of goals in very few Manchester games.
1: <laughs> no, I think he's got five in three, I think, against Manchester United, which includes a hat-trick in this fixture last season as well. No Martinez, no Shaw. Um Maguire no Hoyland day, for United at the other end. Possibly no Maguire maybe at yeah. the weekend is a rumour as well. Holland. I mean to be fair anyway. Maguire against Holland. Yeah, okay. We we're good, you know. I think Harry Maguire's done all right this season, but yeah, Holland for me, Sunday. City home game, you know me, I don't I don't like to argue.
0: Arsenal, I only own Saliba. This is Arsenal Sheffield United on on the Monday night, but it's very team sheet dependent, really. Um and also chelsea dependent if the chelsea game's on in in on the 16th i'll probably steam into more arsenal if that game's off then i might be a little bit more conservative about what i go to um saka's almost definite for me and yep. he's the likelihood to be the armband yep. whether or not i then add declan rice maybe or odegaard or gabriel declan rice
1: yeah rice instead of ben white for me yeah Yeah, yeah. I
0: think, right, because it's budget dependent, right? Do I want to stretch up to the likes of uh, what Odegaard Martinelli cost or am I happy to just put Rice in there as an 8 million holder? 8.1, I think he is, isn't he? Or 8.2, something like that. So, yeah, and uh, yeah, so there's there's two or three that are definite considerations there. I'll definitely be adding Saka and maybe AM, other.
1: Yeah, Saka will definitely go in for me. I think probably Gabriel as well. Um, I might leave it at that. Cause I, I I just know that he's the two games and then I want to come back off again. So whatever I go into, I'd really need it to do well. Now mm. I'd look at Gabriel at the moment, I think we all get 10 points against Sheffield United. So it's gonna be worth it. Yeah. Um Saka, I think, is the right captaincy choice, despite real confidence in the clean sheet and Parsons and tears. And Sheffield United are cracked yes. from set pieces and Arsenal are very good from set pieces. But still, I think Saka's the one that's got the, the Jared Bowen Monday yeah. night capability. The 23 right? point
0: of vibes about him, for sure. Yeah, could really go off. And penalties, if for what it's worth. Unless good, he decides to
1: give them to one of his mates, which he might do in a fixture, ladder. Uh, uh, listen,
0: when, whenever Paqueta's on the pitch, you can't trust that guy. He'll he'll try and hog the ball for penalties at any opportunity he gets. Um, so, yes, you're right. It might what's Packard's got been... to do with it? Because he nicks the ball. What's that got, was... what's that got to do with Saka? No, as in Bowen, you were saying. Oh, you said Saka's going to give the ball away. Yeah, Bowen was going to give the ball away. No, about that. I thought you were saying Bowen was going to give the ball away. If you got a pen, Um, tier points from the weekend as per FF stuff. You want to rattle through some of them?
1: Yeah, shall do. Uh, Just before I go for the weekend, just cover off um, last Wednesday as well and the Liverpool Luton game. Which mm-hmm. included no passing tiers for any Liverpool player. This is what we said. It's on it's on it's on the down against Luton massively. I think I want to say no no players hit a passing tier against Luton, I think, since mid December. I think. Virgil van Dijk 59. One Close short. So. But obviously did get a goal and uh the two uh two shots on target as well for a shot here, which obviously rewarded a, a lot of captainers last week. Diaz, Gakpo, Elliot also in shots here. Ryan Grabenberch tackles. Ted Mengi in tackles. Um, and Robert Kaminsky, nine saves. Just interestingly on Luton, just, just briefly. In terms of that waiting for that Bournemouth-Luton, if Solanke say out for a month, I've wondered as well about the idea of not even buying a Bournemouth player at all. And on that Wednesday night, maybe even buying a Luton player. captain them against Bournemouth, because if the Forest game is on at the weekend as well, there's my extra fixture, effective three for zero, and just chain it straight into perhaps like um, Jared Bowen on the Sunday, for example, something yep. like that. He might be able to go and punt something like Colton Morris if Adibio's mm-hmm. still out. So there's an alternative to Bournemouth potentially as well there uh, from the weekend. Villa against Forest. Clement Longley the only one in passing 77 completed. It's worth noting that Power Torres obviously went off at halftime was on 37. So he was running to that rate. His replacement, Callum Chambers, made 34 passes in the second half. Shots here for Lewis, uh, Douglas, Louise, Bailey, Watkins. I bet not many go nearly on Bailey over this period. That could be a really interesting. I think Louis Douglas Louise a bit. He's the same
0: price as Declan Rice. If I said to you, Rice or Louise, who would you buy? Louise, wasn't it?
1: Well, it depends on the on the fixtures. I mean, if if Rice has got as much, I'd probably still favour Declan Rice. Because mm. I think, like, Sheffield United, Brentford coming out, he's probably in passing tiers and tackle tiers and stuff as well. Yeah, Douglas Luiz probably gets favouritism over Bailey because he's more likely to get the odd passing tier or a tackle tier or something. Bailey, you'd need it to be the shots. Uh, Nicholas Dominguez of Forest in tackles, the only Forest player to pick up a tier. Um, they're not going to be of much interest to people. That said, we might sit here this time next week. Again, if that Luton game's on and look at it and go, Brighton away, entry point on the Sunday next week, then the Luton away game. And there are two fixtures afterwards, a Palace at home and Fulham at home. And again, if someone like Selanke is going to be unavailable, you might suddenly go, I will punt Tywo Amonye for the four games or so, although he's also a doubt for this weekend. From Brighton against Everton, Jordan Pickford with six saves. Uh, passing tiers for Brighton, uh, Billy Gilmore, 74 passes completed, but a two game Premier League mm. ban incoming. Uh, the third game will obviously be tonight against Wolves in the Cup. Pascal Gross, 99 passes completed and an assist. There was shot tier four, Dunk and Van Heck, the goal for Dunk, and of course, tier two passing, but 85 for Dunk and Van Heck, 90. Don't laugh. He's lower than I would have expected. Okay. Didn't. Well, I mean, it's less than gross, isn't it? Yeah, gross yeah, is actually at the most there. Ninety nine. Uh, Palace Burnley. I mean, Palace might have been of interest, but with Newcastle winning last night, that's um, of no interest. But I'm pleased for Gary Robinson that Jocky Manderson hit tier one passing and got him a <laughs> nine pointer because that was obviously his buy from the Everton Palace game. Sixty three passes completed. There were tackles for Sandberg. And Josh Cullen replaced uh, the sent-off Josh Brownhill, James Trafford, with a save tier. From Manchester United, Fulham. Harry Maguire, 80 passes completed. The only Manchester United player to hit passing tier at the weekend. 31 passes more than Rafael Varane. It was on 49. Garnacho and Fernandes in the shot tiers. Uh, Fernandes also with a tackle tier as well, as was Casemiro, despite only playing... 53 minutes. Anana and Leno in the saves. Andres Pereira shot here and he did play a more advanced role at the weekend, but I do think that's possibly specifically to do with Paulini's suspension. It was obviously a great result for Fulham considering they were without their talisman. Uh, Sasa Lukic did win a tackle tier. From Bournemouth, Manchester City. How many City players it passing
0: tier, Surge? Um... I'm going to go 3 because uh it was it was reasonably even 1. Oh, wow, okay. I thought it would be low. And that's going to be Diaz or Rodri, one or the other.
1: Rodri 82. Um Aki Diaz Akanji and John Stones who played this wild left center back movement to right half space 10 position all were between 40 and 50 passes. Um, Phil Foden, 50. Bernardo Silva, 53. Foden's That's had a, Foden's had a, the odd passing tier recently. This is getting into more central areas, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're controlling games. They uh, have been.
1: Foden also hit a shot tier. I do think because De Bruyne will play at the weekend, I think Foden probably will play a wider role against Manchester United. Haaland also shots here. There was tackled tier for Senna, and Smith. Uh, and both goalkeepers in the save tier. And I should note that Edison owners... I've had some nice points recently because I Mm. do like to dig him out. Arsenal, Newcastle.
0: How many Arsenal players hit Parsons here, Serge? Oh, shit me. Based on that first half, all of them. (laughs) Maybe not in the whole game. mm -hmm. How many, how
1: many Newcastle players hit Parsons here? Uh,
0: None. 2 I'm blown away by that. Is it because they were spread out? (laughs) To
1: be honest, I was a bit as well. Um, Sven Botman and Fabian Scher both hit tier one passing. And for Botman, he went off for 20 minutes to go as well. I think a lot to do with game state, right? Mm.
0: Um,
1: in terms of Arsenal, I mean, the, the main body of their brilliant work on Saturday was a lot of high pressing and winning the ball higher rather than control. It was winning the ball higher and just that territorial, right? Arsenal was, it basically felt like it was just completely camped in Newcastle's half for the whole first half. So that's why I think Gabriel 67, though. Um, Saliba 47. Just a note on Jakub Kivior, who obviously scored mm-hmm. and is playing left back at the moment. He's not picked up any any tier at all for Arsenal in these games that he's been playing recently, but he is cheap. And if he's in the team against Sheffield United, you certainly look at it and think it's a minimum seven point ankle at Sheffield United. He might end up hitting it. 41 passes completed for him. Jorginho 92 passes right. completed. Uh, Declan Rice, only 46. He played a more advanced role though.
0: Mm, he was further forward, wasn't
1: he? He, pr- he? He'll probably go deeper again against Sheffield United, I think. And that doesn't necessarily restrict him from attacking returns. Yeah, Shopti maybe, if...
0: but Sheffield United, they're not going to pose too much of a threat. So I feel like they could do the same thing again. Let Jorginho sit in there and let Rice disrupt.
1: Um, no, yeah. I think they want an extra body to stay permanently. I think probably Havertz plays a, a deeper role in Trossard or Jesus would play up front. I he's
0: one trossard that if he's in the starting lineup, I fancy for a punt. It's very punty. But if you are in that in that mindset, of you want to try and make up ground, then um, that's the way to do it. I think I prefer Havertz. Okay. Only
1: for, only for the two games.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a hop on, hop off. Um, um, but, but if I, I was going to do it and be different, I would definitely Armband whoever I bought out of Havertz or Trossard or whatever. Don't captain Havertz, though. Just for Habits, the, ma- so, no, just for the right. maximum upside.
1: Don't, no, don't don't captain Havertz.
0: All,
1: right. no. All, right. All right. Don't. Get him. If you want to get him for two games, get him as a differential punt. Don't bloody captain him, though. No. Loris Karius obviously played in goal for Newcastle. Saved here for those who are on Martin Debravka, which I don't suppose will be many. He was back in goal in the Cup last night, recovered from illness. Wolves Sheffield United. So, Huang... of the top thousands
0: bought Um, him or now own him.
1: Well, now own him, and it's probably in the majority of cases bought him. Bought him, yeah, (laughs) of which I was one. The winners, of course, were those who went defensively. I went with the very cheap Pablo Sarabia, who obviously got the goal. Sarabia remarkably picked up 43 passes, Pedro Neto 50. Wow, 50. He basically played Neto. Um, it was a shame for those who might have gambled on him. He basically played left wing back in possessions. He was just wide all the time. I think that's why he saw a lot of the ball. Um, we mentioned obviously jao Gomez as a what you guys Tackle did monster. last week as a yeah, real yeah, good yeah. alternative. There was potential for a haul here. 48 passes completed. Six tackles, one no. Okay. So in terms of power and expectation, I think if you're picking up that number of tackles against a side like Sheffield United really does bode well that this is going to continue. continue. Mario Lamina also hit tackle here. The three Wolves centre-backs all in the tiers. Gomez 66, tier two for Dawson 72 and Kilman 78 passes completed. Jose Sar 11-pointer for those who went there. Four saves. Uh, Rian Brewster hit a shot tier for Sheffield United. And Vinicius Souza is also very good in terms of his tackles numbers. Five tackles, one. Finally, from West Ham and Brentford, uh, obviously no passing tiers for West Ham players because that just never happens. Uh, Emerson with a tackle tier, shot, uh, not shot, goal and assist, sorry. Ariola five saves completed. Can't buy a shagaldo, can you? Four points, That's... yeah, he worked, looked great against Bowen's massive 23. 23 times two with his hat trick. Uh Norgard, on and Region all in tier two tackles. Uh Zanka and Norgard also in tier one passing. Lewis Potter and Ivan Tony shot tier. That's your data from the weekend, boss.
0: Lovely jubbly. Um, yeah, some interesting considerations from those as well. Uh, shall we look at the questions on the internet as well to wrap this show? Oh, right, yeah. Okie dokie, let me move you down on my screen and then oops, I always try and do two pass. things at once. Um, Gigi Magpie, is it worth a risk in the second team to bring in Sun or Salah on Saturday for no fixture gain to try and gain rank? No. Nah. Very no. straightforward
1: answer, James. No, I mean, with Sun, you can still do that the following Sunday. Again, it's you know what you're selling. If you've got a player that's injured, say you're already on Solanke and he's ruled out for a month, yeah, sure. or
0: Jota, you, you can haven't afford Jota it, yeah, or anything like that.
1: But chances are, if you had someone like Jota, he's already gone, isn't it? With no fixture last week, and Should obviously be. the long-term injuries, is it surely that went to the Wolves player or the West Ham or Brentford player or something like that? Surely, so. Mm. Now, unless you've got an injury, and who knows, you might pick up something tonight that gives you a headache or a problem, sure, go and get it. Otherwise, particularly with Sun, no. And with Mo, I mean, is he even gonna play anyway? I don't even know if he's gonna play.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't like it, but I'm just trying to play devil's advocate and find reasons why you might want to do it. But yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan.
1: No, I, look, there there is I've kind of given an indication that I'm likely to make a lot of transfers over the next two to three week period. There's enough ways of making games without having to do something like that. You know, you can make some choices here and go for some players you've got from three for zeros and, and like most people will completely ignore elsewhere, the likes of Leon Bailey, for example.
0: Lee wants to know if Solanke is in the team for Sunday, who out of Watkins, Harland, or Tony? makes way for him Tony surely
1: no nah, because you probably want to catch him against Burnley on March the 16th
0: i mean, at fixtures in front of me you, you yeah. can't tell you can't
1: tell Haaland because he's playing that day, play, so it's no sense in that
0: I think I'd rather just I've got Romero I think I would just go Romero Fulham away rather than um, rather than Tony if I'm honest with you I have looked at that. I mean, I sold Tony last week, um, and that was the one day where he might look okay. But say the Arsenal-Chelsea game's available.
1: I think the sensible one here would be... Tony
0: doesn't make sense.
1: No, I think the one to sell here would be Watkins. Think of it like this.
0: If you've got cover for the West Ham game, though. What's that? If you've got captaincy cover for the West Ham game. Yeah,
1: but you could go back to him from Tony or Haaland on that Sunday.
0: Yeah, True. You get a three for one or four for one out of a lot of players during that period.
1: You go back, to Holland. Even rather than say Tony, you could you could go Watkins against West Ham, single game day captaincy, Wolves at home, three for zero, and go back from one of the others to Holland when City play Arsenal the next day, or wait for mm-hmm. the Wednesday. So I think it, it it would be Watkins, and you know that you're going to miss the the Villa Tottenham game.
0: Yeah, you could, but in that time you get four games of uh, Watkins. It's Burnley, and Luton, maybe Wolves.
1: No so. way would not have Holland for Sunday.
0: For the United game. Yeah. yeah. Understood. No agreed. way. Um, yeah. If it was a day later, maybe Holland could be the one because there's a big gap for them. But yeah. I mean, uh, like, if,
1: if you looked at next week and said, here's a different scenario, let's say he's out for. I don't know, five, six days Solanke and he's going to miss Sunday and he's back for Sheffield United. Although we'd never recommend the sort of move, but if you went, I really don't fancy Haaland against Liverpool and I want to go into Solanke i the Sheffield United the day before, like I get that one a lot more. Moving Haaland to Solanke this Sunday would be an absolute no-no for me. Yeah, and agreed. that exact debate is what I'd warned about all the way through here in, in all the fantasy formats about the problem people would find if they went for Tony is exactly this sort of thing.
0: Chris Hermitage, uh, having forgotten to move Everton players to Wolves on Sunday, he's probably grateful that he did that. Uh, For the captaincy, where would you move them now? Waiting for Arsenal Monday night, if money allows, or other teams you would target? Well, we mentioned one there, being Bournemouth, depending on availability of uh, of players. Um, So that's definitely one. Anyone else you'd look at, James?
1: No, it probably is this weekend, and move it to yeah your Salankis or I'm trying to think of similar price bracket players. You know, Declan Rice, maybe for example. Yeah. Um, subject to what you've got and and your setup, you might get stuck into a position where you do end up gambling Kivio for a couple of games. He's definitely not a long term pick anyway. With Zinchenko and Tommy Asu, supposedly not far away, but obviously both injury prone. Um. Would you leave it one more for Manchester United away? No, I don't particularly think so. I mean, think it's, it's probably a, it's a move on this week, isn't it? I think.
0: Um, Mr. Gatsby wants to know, James, a floor and a ceiling for your end of season rank Oh, for both of us. I'm going to go. I don't think I'll finish higher than, sorry, so worse than top 3K. And I think my ceiling is nine hundred and ninety-nine. Did you say you
1: don't think you'll finish worse than top three k?
0: Yeah, and you're I think more I'll finish... three,
1: you're more than double that behind at the moment. I'm six k now. You think you'll definitely finish top three k? I
0: think I'll be able to get top three k. Yeah, there, I think there's enough I mean, teams yeah, between now and three k. But I wouldn't that put that as are... your floor,
1: mate. Yeah, it could get probably worse, could
0: uh, Yeah, but I don't think it will. I think between 3K and 1K is where I'm going to finish. I'd like to obviously be closer to the 1K.
1: I think if I didn't finish in the top 1,000 from here, that would be a bit of a shocker. But I could end up gambling really heavy on a few things over these next two weekends. And if it goes badly, um, I would obviously be at a transfer count that's less than the majority. And then you're clinging for the rest, basically. Um. I think my best ever finish in this is 30th. So I will put my ceiling at about 25th. But I think I'm probably going to struggle to finish top 100 from here.
0: uh, Chris wants to know, how many single game days will we have between now and the end of the season? Well, we've got one, two, three, four, five that are confirmed. There's a handful of days which have got two fixtures on only. There's one in, obviously, the um, FA Cup weekend, we could end up with one or two more. So that's, let's call it six, maybe. And then there's one, two, three, four, five match days. Last day doesn't count. So four more match weeks, one per week, another four. So would you say 10 in total? Or with rearranged fixtures, maybe 11 or 12?
1: Probably more. I think that's one for Ian Parren will respond to that tweet and give an estimation, (laughs) 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 is what I'd say. I'd probably... Um, what did you say? Six now plus four more, did you say? Yeah. More than four more.
0: Okay, so six Definitely, six.
1: I think I would have thought every chance from here, 14 to 15 actually, maybe. Because I think you'll have a couple of midweek ones, which might, you know, might be just like just on a Thursday, for example. Um, so I'd have thought there's probably a few left. And the the more, the more shocks we might get tonight might increase the number as well because you'll have less rearranged games for those midweeks. So you might even end up later on where there's only three games in like the 34 midweek. And it's like one Tuesday, one Wednesday, one Thursday, Thursday, for example. So,
0: yeah, Good, good.
1: One more thing, actually, because I meant to cover it. We didn't say, did we, about the the 33 fixtures about Villa and Arsenal. This is quite important. Oh,
0: yeah, this whole UEFA, blah, blah, blah.
1: Just briefly. Well, no, first thing to say is it can move to the Sunday. Okay. So the the Bournemouth and Manchester United fixture, which is the Sunday, and the Arsenal-Villa fixtures that is is the Saturday, could swap. That's not a huge problem at this minute in time. And West Ham-Fulham will move from the Saturday to the Sunday on that weekend as well, if obviously West Ham are still in the Europa. Mm-hmm. there is was a small, and I mean small, possibility that Arsenal against Villa that weekend could be postponed and not happen at all. That would be in the event that Villa had to play on the Thursday in the Europa League before and Arsenal had to play on the Tuesday in the Champions League afterwards. Would the Premier League force them to play twice in three days when actually both teams are out of the FA Cup and therefore that's not necessary because the game can be moved to one of those available midweeks later on in the season? Now, the chances are that the Premier League, if Arsenal and Villa both go through in Europe, the chances are the Premier League would say to um, UEFA, can you put Arsenal on the Wednesday night and the chance that it will get accepted and so it won't be a problem. And therefore that game would move to the Sunday if Villa are still in Europe and Bournemouth United would move to the Saturday. But in the event that UEFA just went, no bollocks, we're going to do what we want with this. Your league is your problem. Um, then I do think there's a small possibility that the game could get postponed. Mm. I would put okay. that probability at about 5%. So very, very low, but it's something to be aware of. We would highly likely, I think, know before the end of the March international break. So it's just something maybe to be aware
0: of. Cool. Uh, what do we have to look forward to the rest of the week, James?
1: Chip Strategy podcast tomorrow. Um, I would recommend it for the Sky guys, even if they don't play, because there will be stuff in there about projecting those those midweeks later in the season which might prove very, very useful for you. Uh, Friday, I'm going to do a stream Friday night at seven o'clock. Um, so I'm not going to do a deadline stream on Saturday because my body won't get me from my seat here to White Hart Lane in, in enough time for me to feel comfortable. So I'm going to do a stream Friday night with the usual deadline stream graphics. It will go out as an audio as well, sort of half eight-ish, nine o'clock on that evening as well.
0: Okie dokie uh listeners thank you for tuning into this week's episode of planet and if sky you want to FF. support the show uh yeah we're getting there we're you the did sound like you were medical bills um telling <laughs> everybody thank you for listening to the show hit the subscribe button if you want to get notified whenever any of that additional content goes live if you want access to james's fixture planning spreadsheet essential for sky in my opinion Um, On top of that, you get a Slack community of hundreds of very engaged fantasy managers. You get some prize leagues. You get an additional podcast every day at Intermediate tier and above. You get additional video content Advanced tier and above. I'm going on Nico's Corner this week. I'm so scared. Um, As well as a whole bunch of other benefits. I'm I'm uh... more scared about you going on (laughs) that. Yeah, tell me about it. Uh, Being a patron, it's patreon.com forward slash planet FPL. Um, anything else, like James? No, that's it. I think hey. I'll just, just okay. say good luck, play it your way, and stay safe, look after yourselves.
1: Ciao for now. Cue music, please, Manchild.
0: The fantasy football show.
1: Podcast Network.